I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Jonathan. Hey, hey, yo. And I am back from a two-week vacation, so um, that was great. <laughs> it was <laughs> nice. I needed that. Uh, how did you enjoy the last two weeks without me? Uh, it was pretty pretty slow, I gotta say. Didn't have any excitement over here. You guys didn't party? I know you guys. I know you went to watch Hocus Pocus. Right, yeah, Hocus two. Pocus 2 yeah, with the yeah, clan. Yeah. How did that go? I, I thought that was good. I think everybody else there hated it. <laughs> but I thought it was a, a pretty good movie. So I gotta say, to me, it seemed like a good sequel to Hocus Pocus. We all know sequels are not as good as the original. Right. They kind of play on the fact that, you know, you already liked the first one. You're going to go see the second one. Uh, my only complaint was their big song montage kind of thing. I wish they used a more modern song. But regardless, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> but most of the other, the, the Disney moms did not seem to be fans of it. I, I'm editing that episode now. Um, that's going to be coming out on Monday. So mm-hmm. when you guys listen to this, the day before the Disney moms talked about it, uh, so I can't wait to see what they say about it. I haven't watched I it also, yet. I also joined the top five, uh, the Disney mom's top five Halloween. Did you? Uh, yeah. Disney cool. Halloween movies. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Speaking of other things that we like the watch stuff, we had the She-Hulk watch party we did with a couple other podcasts, uh, Joystick Show and Meanwhile on the Pod. We're going to be putting that up on the Patreon completely free. So you guys can go over there and just listen to it if you want to. Um, the, it's it's meant to be listened to while you're watching the show. So it's a real uh, mystery theater 3000 kind of thing. I was the one that didn't see it beforehand. So I have like the live reaction of like, oh shit, she's doing this weird thing. The others have already seen it. So check it out, guys. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I definitely something we're going to be doing more of in the future. We're just trying to schedule things out now, which is the worst part of everything. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go ahead and talk about, we have the Disney moms coming out this week. We have our season three finale for Geek Freaks interview is going to be out this weekend as well on Friday. And we have Trek Freaks uh, coming up as well. Uh, so many things coming up for Pushing Buttons is coming out as well. I forgot about Pushing Buttons is coming out on um, Monday. Now, we also, one of the things that we were going to talk about on this podcast, we're going to talk about the Call of Duty debate, all about Microsoft and trying to like really fight to merge with Activision Blizzard and how like the rest of the gaming world is saying you can't do this. We break, instead of us doing it here, because it was going to be like an hour long discussion anyways, we decided it's going to be a Pushing Button. So that came out already. Go listen to that, guys, if you want the latest on the uh, Call of Duty debate. It's very interesting. And then we're going to start streaming again. John, we're going to do community nights. Can you think of a game you'd like to play with all of us? Oh, man. So I I don't know if this is a great community game. Well, yeah, I think it should be pretty. I've been playing Raft lately, and yeah. I, I don't get into games like too often, uh, but it really feels like a Minecraft yet on a boat for me. And I'm loving it. I'm just yeah. jonesing for it lately. I just want to get out there and just hop on my raft. Like, it's so fun. And it, it's challenging because it does not let you level fast. You no, really have to. It's frustrating, too, in some ways. Yeah. Oh, if you die, it sets you back so far. It is a big challenge. It's it's a fun game. So, uh, yeah, I'd totally be down to play some raft on uh, Community Night. Okay. What about you? Any other uh, CFDs is always kind of a good corner one for us. Uh, for and sure. Golf With Your Friends is going to be our first one back at Community Night. We used to do Community Night oh, back during the pandemic. And yeah. um, it really... Thursday nights? Is it? We used to do it on be? Friday nights, and we're going to continue doing it on Friday nights. Uh, uh, okay. But we're not going to do it weekly, because, again, scheduling is hell. So we're going to do it <laughs> monthly, and we're going to likely record the sessions as well. They're going to definitely be streamed. So nice. um, a couple other things we're going to be changing with the stream. We're going to be streaming every episode of Geek Freaks now as we record them going forward so you guys could watch along with us and see all the mistakes and the things that i edit out because there's a lot of times that <laughs> you know something happens or whatever or, or daniel forgot something in his closet let's go get or whatever we're gonna keep it all don't, don't screen capture those things need to go away <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> um and then we're gonna be streaming a lot more we're also gonna be streaming evening and morning so uh, it's amazing i had to go morning one time when my internet was bad and i basically gained new uh watchers that now we're like, hey, where'd you go? <laughs> you know, because we went back to. <laughs> so we're gonna be streaming both. So there's gonna be a time to watch everything. We're also gonna be doing some events. We're gonna be working with the UC Davis Children's Hospital. We're gonna be raising money for them in November, and uh, just so many cool things. I can't wait to share all the cool stuff we got coming up with our stream. We're gonna be posting the schedule on Monday, but generally it'll be like four days a week in different forms. It'll be a lot mm-hmm. of fun, and that's pretty much it for the network. It's a lot going on, but you know we're 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 kind of phasing into the holiday season. Uh, with Geek Freaks interviews uh, going off season and stuff like that, and everybody else going strong. But we're going to go ahead and get into the news. But I first, I want to go ahead and talk about, you know, we lost Robbie Coltrane. Uh, that's Hagrid from the Harry Potter series. Jonathan, any thoughts on, on Hagrid and, and Robbie's role? So he's 
a great uh, character. I can't think of any other characters he's played. I don't. Do- I don't in, know the actor. He's in Goldeneye Double O Seven. I remember that's when I first remembered him from that. Oh, okay, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, just his character Hagrid was such a great character. I remember him being so like friendly and pleasant, and you know, a joy to watch in Harry Potter specifically. But um, yeah, other than that, I didn't know him very well. I I remember his lines more than I think anybody else's in the movies. Who were like. You're a wizard, Harry Potter. You know, like all these different (laughs) little lines that he has. And he had a very cool role in the fact that he was the one that not only introduced Harry to this wizarding world, but also the rest of us. So he was kind of like the doorway to it. And that opening, I mean, early scene anyways, where the two of them are going through the alley and just buying up stuff. That was just so freaking cool. And just like. Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley. Yeah. And it's just like magic is real. And this guy's going to show us how it's done. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like the cool uncle that you don't see often enough, but you're super excited when you do see him. Yeah, so me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's terrible to see Robbie Coltrane pass, and uh, I, the uh, outpouring of love for him has been very cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I always it's sad when somebody passes, but it's always cool to see the reaction to them. And there's been this whole wands up, hashtag wands up, and everybody's been on TikTok raising their wands to Robbie and... He was, again, their introduction into this magical world, and and that's a community in itself. So at the end, we're going to play a clip from Robbie Coltrane where he talks about his tenure on Harry Potter and, and what it means, and, and uh, it's pretty heartfelt. So we're going we're gonna to put that in at the very end of this. Uh, also before that, we're also going to do, instead of recommendations, we like to spotlight indie creators as much as we can. And because Geek Freaks Interviews is going to be three months on vacation for... Um, they're coming back. It's January. I've already got two months booked in January already. Trust me, it's coming back. Um, yeah, that's, that's the life it is. But uh, we're going to be doing these indie spotlights along the way. So we have two indie spotlights at the end of this we're going to be talking about that I want to make sure to share with you guys. A comic book and a video game that are really cool. Okay, let's go ahead and get into the news now, Jonathan, okay? We're going to be doing a quick She-Hulk review. We had the entire season complete now. Uh, Jonathan, mm-hmm. you're about halfway through. I had finished it. We did the watch party. This series, out of what you've seen so far, I, I I personally am not a huge fan of it. I liked it for what it was, but it definitely didn't feel like Marvel to me. Kind of just yeah. felt like a sitcom in a way. What'd you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I thought it, I thought I think there's a certain group of people that love it. I yeah. imagine. I just don't think it was really written for me. I don't think the CGI was an issue for me at all. At least it didn't. It didn't pull me out of it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think the writing and the the type of story and show it is, it just wasn't something I'm really looking for right now. I would say that the CGI was bad, but I mean, once you get past the fact that like, it's just a comedy, like CGI comedies. Yeah. I, I watched, you know, all the Arrowverse with the, some of the worst CGI in the world. And I'm not complaining about that. Right. You just got to get <laughs> through that. Yeah. Or breaking the fourth wall. I know you're not a four, uh, fourth wall break fan. Yeah, that just it really takes that that alone takes me out of the the show. Like, yeah, when you break the fourth wall, we're not sitting on the couch watching your show together. Like, you're not in my world. So when you break the fourth wall, it it just kind of really just tears apart the show for me. I, I don't you know. Think I, it, I does it slow down storytelling? Is that the, kind of the hardest part for you? Kind. I mean, it just makes it not real anymore. No, I see. None of it. None of it's believable. You know, I like to live in this fantasy world that you created for this story. But then when you try to tie that fantasy world into realism, there's, I mean, if you really dug into it, a plethora of incoherence where these two don't, these two gears don't meet each other. Oh, you know, we talk in in Trek Freaks all the time. We make up, you know, headcanon to fill in the gaps. You couldn't make up enough headcanon to fill in the gaps when a fourth wall is broken in a Marvel movie. So it was just. It just makes a mess of logic, and I hate it. Yeah, so that ruins a movie for me. And the finale for uh, She Hulk, uh, we're not we're not going to spoil anything, but it it breaks the fourth wall even more so, uh, to a degree that I think actually hurts the MCU. And Mm. you know, the MCU's having a hard time right now, and you don't need to be messing up any more than than you already are. So when they when they break the fourth wall so much, it makes her too strong in a way, right? Because then all of a sudden, we were talking about this beforehand. She could just go to somebody and say, I, I don't like Thanos. Can we change that and change Thanos or be gone with Thanos? That makes yeah. her too strong. That's crazy. Marvel so needs to get back to yeah. Iron Man, like the original. I just know. Take it, take it down a notch. Pick a good, you know, maybe not well-known, but a, a, a stable hero or a comic book series. Let's make a 
simple movie based on them and kind yeah. of build from that. I, I think that Marvel has to diversify themselves as much as possible. We talked about this many times on the show. Uh, and and so in that, like with Miss Marvel, with uh, uh, some of their shows, right? They're, they're just like, hey, this isn't for me, but I get it. This is just something they have to do. DC does this all the time. They've been doing it for a long time, making sure there's a corner for everybody. I'm totally on board with that. As long as they don't mess up the grand MCU that you guys have purposely been trying to build for over 10 years now, this yeah. one negatively impacts the MCU. Yeah. So then I, then I have a problem with it. Otherwise, I mean, I, I, yeah. It, and I will say, by the way, outside of the impact on Marvel or the fact that it's Marvel at all, I did enjoy a lot of the, you know, a new story every week. There was some fun stuff going on. I, I kind of imagine that it's in its own little bubble and not going to touch anything. And if, it, if I knew that was the case, heck yeah, you do what you want to do. The mm -hmm. fact that I know it's not, that we could have, it actually leads into a future Hulk movie and stuff like that. Like, we know it's not in its own bubble. Then that means that everything she's doing is greatly impactful. Yeah. Yeah, they started the first episode with Loki showing that this was a branch that got erased or something like that. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> do anything you want. I don't care. Turn it into stick figures. It doesn't matter because it's a branch that got erased. But the fact that it does impact the MCU, then it's like, okay, this stuff has to make some kind of sense. And when it doesn't, that's really frustrating. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I remember when the Loki finale came out, people were like, oh man, that's too impactful for the end of a series that people aren't going to see a lot of. And then it's like, when you look at this, you're like, yeah, but I mean, now she just overrid. She can. She hasn't, yeah. but she can override whatever she wants at this point. And yeah. and we watched the we talked about the watch party how much they changed Daredevil's character in this. He's a lot more lighthearted and stuff like that. And my explanation was like, I honestly think this is just Matt Murdock on vacation. He's even got a different suit. Like he's definitely not Matt Murdock on Hell's Kitchen in this. Yeah. But I have to justify that, and I don't know if Marvel should have fans trying to justify the way people are acting differently than normal. Yeah, I mean, we do it from time to time to make two ends that we like meet each other. Yeah. But when you're taking an end that you like to an end that you're not happy with and you're bending them both to, to meet each other, you're just distorting a character that you like into something that's just okay. And yeah. that's not great. And and the other thing too is like with what you guys do on Trek Freaks, a lot of times you guys will do that headcanon where you guys will make two ends meet. But it's all, yeah. it's kind of fun in jest. It's not real. But here yeah. we're trying so, to just like make something make sense when yeah. everything's and, supposed to make sense. And sometimes we could base it in the logic that has already been established. It's just right. things that weren't really said in the episode. And and sometimes you can't. Sometimes you do have to kind of be creative with it. But yeah, in this, it's just like when she breaks the fourth wall, that's just too much. It's so far outside of, you know, what you can justify. So it, it kind of ruins it. Yeah. Let's move on to some other Marvel news. So for as for She-Hulk, I'm giving it a solid C. Jonathan was just asking me, hey, should I finish watching it? I, 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 my opinion, Jonathan, honestly, is <laughs> you're okay. You don't necessarily need to finish watching it. Yeah. But if you're, if you're wanting something, and I don't take it seriously, then yeah, definitely finish watching it. Mm -hmm. You don't like fourth wall breaks. It. Man, it shatters that no. fourth wall in the, in the last episode. I, and I, I know almost nobody agrees with me, but Deadpool, I, I don't like this, the show, the movie at all. And a lot of people, it was huge. Everybody loved it. I'm just like, dude, I can't watch it. It just ruins watching a movie when they break the fourth wall like that. And I used to watch Malcolm in the Middle just fine, but for some oh, reason... Shit. yeah, a, that's a good one. <laughs> in a regular movie, it's just, it doesn't work for me. I don't know. God, we should do top five wall breaks and see how much you fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> right. It'd be interesting to see a list of those. Yeah, there's, I'm sure there's some good ones. A uh, Truman show is kind of like a fourth wall break, but we're actually there's a fifth wall you don't see or something like that. Like that there's a, I like the Truman show a lot because a false fourth wall. Yeah, it's a false fourth wall really is what it is. God, that's a good movie. Um, <laughs> but the way like the movie. friends look at the camera and stuff like that. It's like, oh, they're breaking the fourth wall, but really they're not because it's all within the movie still. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyways, let's talk about other Marvel news. This is kind of mm -hmm. old news. But again, I was on vacation. y'all, And of course, they had announced this like the day <laughs> before I left. Uh, Logan is going to be joining Deadpool. Nice. Okay. Now it's Hugh Jackman. He already did a perfect Logan movie. And, um, I love Wolverine. Of course. Like if I ever have kids, it's going to be Bruce and Logan. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Jonathan, how are they going to bring Wolverine to the MCU? Uh, well, I mean, he's, he's almost immortal, right? So yeah, he can be any age. So, so uh, yeah, what, What's the problem with bringing him into the MCU? I'm just wondering how, how you want to, like, if you were to be the writer, how are you going to do it? You're going to have fun with it, right? 
you have Deadpool who's going to be doing it. So imagine um, that, right? What yeah. version? Of, like, how are you going to want to do this? What is the what is the story you'd want to go with? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. So for me, I wouldn't want to bring in just Logan. I mean, and it sounds like that's what they're doing is just bringing him in alone, which is cool. I would want to bring in young Logan, but I think MCU's progressed progressed past that timeline. Uh, but I would rather bring in the full X Men and him now at this time since we've seen so many movies bring him in as an older professor with the young X-Men. But it doesn't sound like if they're bringing no, him in alone, yeah. it doesn't sound like they would do that kind of thing. So I think they're going to bring him in as younger Wolverine, to be honest with you. Really? But yeah. Hugh Jackman still play because Hugh Jackman said he's playing him, right? Yeah. I mean, they can they could de-age him or whatever. He could be old as matter. Well, but. I mean, the, the, I mean, even in like the later Wolverine ones, like the one where he went to Japan and stuff like that, he doesn't look like a spring chicken anymore. There's a reason he's not playing Wolverine much after this. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, really, he's, he doesn't look that old. Just give him some some black hair dye and he's, you know, in his early 40s again. Um, But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know the storylines like really at all. But I mean, I can imagine... Deadpool gets into some hot stuff and 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 pulls him in to rescue him, but I I don't know anything about Deadpool too because I don't pay attention to him with the whole fourth wall breaks and all that stuff. <laughs> so I mean, can he just like want somebody to appear and they generate? I don't know. No, He's, uh, yeah, it, it he, wouldn't work like that. Yeah, it's just more yeah, so, so that he knows that we're here. He doesn't he doesn't yeah. control his environment like like uh, She Hulk does. Oh, uh, okay. You know, but um, yeah. I don't. Do you have an idea how they might pull him well, in? Well, I mean, there, from... there'd have to be a story where all of a sudden Wolverine needs to intervene. So I think it's going to be where he's attacking the X Men because because Deadpool's definitely been on both sides of that. Mm, um, yeah. So I think Deadpool's <laughs> going to attack the X Men, and I think he's going to succeed and kill all the X Men. Really? Yeah, I think that's going to be what happens. <laughs> and then Wolverine's going to be like the last survivor, and um, it'll happen. It'll something will happen where they fall into the MCU somehow. But I think I think it's going to be Deadpool versus the X Men. You think he would succeed in killing a whole bunch of kids? Yeah, I think he might go full Anakin. Yeah, he, oh, might, he, might, he might order 66 of this. That's terrible. <laughs> it would parody it too, actually. I mean, I could see like, I'm, well, I, I say I can see. I know Deadpool's edgier than any other hero. But if you were in line with Wolverine's, you know, moral codes and whatnot, I could see them like having a super awesome major battle, you know, and both of them almost dying or whatever and eventually calling it a truce and then he decides to like bring him into the fold or whatever and, and he meets the other heroes and stuff but i don't know for mcu level maybe they're trying to push the envelope and be a little more edgy but to let him go ahead and kill and maybe they'll justify it as a different timeline or a different world yeah. and then they obviously yeah correct it and we meet the the uh, x-men that we are used to but yeah that'd be pretty uh gruesome if if we see deadpool kills all the x-men or all the you know at least the kids at his school it would be tricky to see with like colossus right colossus and him are friends and there are other x-men he's friends yeah. with. and we've seen that all the x-men are technically there with deadpool there's been an episode or a, a, a scene where he opens the door and we have uh, Professor x and all them there yeah but i think it'd be funny to like watch him like just like all of a sudden we just see him right right off the bat like first shot he decapitates mm -hmm. Cyclops, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then just goes ham, right. and 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 it could be that all of a sudden we realize it's a different multiverse, yeah. but it's the multiverse that the Fox ones are in. But I think he just kills everybody that touches Fox. He could actually mm -hmm. go after Fantastic Four as oh, well while he's out Jesus. there. Jesus, you're so right. That would clean up a lot of loose ends. You're talking about killing off Fox, and then we can recast literally everyone. Yeah, and oh yeah, sorry, that was the other ones. Yeah, we had a little bit of a mess with uh, what's his name, Deadpool over there. But don't worry, we're in this other universe where everybody's happy and beautiful. They're just slightly different characters, different actors playing the same characters. If you really want to be uh, fucked up, you make it to where Wolverine loses it and he's killing everybody, and Deadpool has to stop him. That way, you still have a hero at the end of the day. Because ooh, right, if, but, if this happens, we'll, uh, you know, Deadpool's a villain. Fully, you can't like save him after that. But if it's yeah. Wolverine that loses it, or maybe they just have a giant war or something like that. There's been so many end of the world wars that X Men have already yeah. fought. But I think it'd be funny but, to have Deadpool do it. <laughs> but would you save Wolverine and bring him back to the universe where people are still alive? I I think the fans almost gonna demand that. You know, it's yeah. gonna be really and, tough to to not do that. And you could play it off that the Wolverine in that new universe, you know, ended up dying somehow or disappeared or whatever. Um, but 
Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be pretty cool. We had Professor X show up in Doctor Strange, and it was, you know, it was Picard. It was, God, what's his, oh, jo- Patrick Stewart. There you go. I'm like, it's John yeah. Picard. I'm like, no, Frank. Um, it's Patrick <laughs> it Stewart. Yeah. And so yeah. we know it's him, but it yeah. that's not even the same X-Men that we're, we're familiar with. And I love Patrick Stewart, but he cannot act for too many more years. I mean, he's obviously frail. I would love for I him mean, to be immortal, but yeah, we're at the end of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I want him to keep acting for as long as he feels happy and healthy to do so. But I, I don't imagine him doing it for more than like two or three more years, honestly. Yeah. So that being said, if we're going X-Men, he is a major anchor in X-Men. All the X-Men movies that of our generation. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if there was any before that, but uh, he is Professor X. Could you imagine another actor that could handle that role of the press, prof, the Professor X that he played? So we had James McAvoy play it. And by the way, it's James McAvoy's version, the first class X-Men that's in that Deadpool scene. So it's, oh, okay. it's those ones. But so James McAvoy, I think, did a good job with it. I wouldn't mind him doing yeah. it again, to be honest with you. But what about if they age him up? Will he play the old version as well? As as well? Yeah, I, I do want... Oh, oh, here it is, Jonathan. Oh, here it is. Somebody, somebody pitch oh. this idea and I want it. Here we go. <laughs> Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, shit. I forgot <laughs> I, I heard that. I did hear that. Oh, man. That would be good. And that so voice. so good. Oh, yeah. His voice demands your attention. Yes. It is intimidating. Ah, oh, that'd be so good. After we get next done with these next couple of Avenger films, I'm ready for X-Men to be huge again. I yeah. just loved X-Men in the 90s so much. I kind of hope Marvel or Disney will kind of change gears, like slow down on all this exciting superhero mass production stuff and dial it into you know get, let's get into x-men yeah. like slow down it doesn't need to be fast you don't need to be popping out a movie every year or every six months with a different you know a hawkeye or something on the title but let's just do a cool collab of these young no-name heroes recognizable heroes yeah that's those. the thing i mean yeah i mean miss marvel she's great and all but there's a lot of people who didn't know who she was and yeah. and she hulk i mean actually she hulks pretty iconic but hawkeye he's always been kind of the laughing stock forever right <laughs> but if you actually have like a series it's all about the romance between gene gray and cyclops and then like mm-hmm. that would be i'm in get me in on yeah. that you could do yeah. whatever you want and i just want i mean like hey look guys here's the truth of it i'm glad you guys are trying out new stuff i want 90s x-men back i just want that back mm-hmm. why don't i have that anymore yeah and so we could do, I got to watch the cartoon again. I have, I've been kind of itching to watch that old nineties cartoon. That, da, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. um, John Carlos Pazito could carry, can carry mm-hmm. a franchise. Yeah. And, and Disney could be make, could be re-releasing like, you know, making new episodes of the original X-Men. They have the money. I, I they're doing that with something, right? I they, can't remember well, they what are. show they're it is. They're making new episodes of the original X-Men. Yeah, they are. It's oh, not oh, out yet. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It's not out oh, yet though. See, so I want, I want to watch them and then get into that. Anything that we as as the people like the masses really like, they have the money. They will yeah. satisfy our hunger if we're willing to pay for it. So yeah. we just got to be vocal enough about what we really want to see. They'll make it happen. I want to see that. I want to see Bob. I want to see like classic, you know, <laughs> right? there's so many good stories with X-Men too. We should go into that. But we did back in the day when we used to do comic book club. Um, mm-hmm. we've been, we've been podcasting for a long time. There's a lot of stuff we did in the back of the day. <laughs> yeah. Back in the news. We used to do podcast club where we'd go over a different, uh, different comic book, comic book club. <laughs> and, uh, one of them was, was, uh, we've done days of future past, the comic book storyline oh, and it's yeah, yeah. so freaking good. And yeah. so, um, I would like to, to see that again, but done with Marvel's budget and mm-hmm. really see what they could do with that. There's so many good X-Men stories, you know? So. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because on the Disney Moms Gone Wrong podcast, when we did, we did a top five episode together this past time, and they mentioned how, you know, so long ago, back in the day, we did top fives all the time when the Geek Freaks Network was actually just a top five podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, each of them had been on a different top five, like the Disney princesses and I Disney don't know, different. Yeah. And it was so funny to kind of reminisce about back in the day, how things used to be different, but. That was pretty cool. We're likely, by the way, on that note, um, I'm still workshopping. I want to hear your guys' opinion. We've had we've asked the patrons, and they basically said no. I am pushing <laughs> yes, so I want to hear from more fans. Um, I would like to sunset our first like 50 episodes, make them to where they're yeah. only available on YouTube. Um, 
the reason I say that is because my God, that mic was awful. <laughs> the audio quality yeah. it hurts my soul. How bad it is. Yeah. And I try to fix it as much as I can. I even now, like the first 10 episodes have me introducing the episode like, hey, guys, this sucks. No, but I, I, I kind of explained like, hey, I try to fix this up a little bit. You know, and I kind of explained like, go to episode I, I, 100 or whatever if you want to hear what we actually do. I like your terminology sunset. That's very official. Yeah. <laughs> That's very, uh, I don't know, HR. Yeah. Or- <laughs> We're going to sunset your position here at the company. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. Get out of here. <laughs> So uh, let me know what you guys think. Uh, do you guys frequently go back to the first 50 episodes and, and listen to those? I think they're unbearable almost uh, just because yeah. I know what we can do now. And at the time I was like, oh, this is so cool. And now I'm like, oh, my God. And um, <laughs> they would still be available on our YouTube channel, but they wouldn't be because the hard part is, is new people find our podcast. And I'm always telling them, listen to the new stuff. And if they yeah. go back to episode one, which there are some people that do, I don't do that some people I, do that i i do that if i'm gonna watch something especially when watching tv but if i'm gonna listen to podcasts a lot of times too i'll start at number one and i know it's bad for podcasts yeah. it might be great for a tv show or movie or you know movie series but i'll watch it from the beginning because i want to catch everything i want to yeah. be a completist and all that and then yeah the beginning of every podcast is rough it takes a while for people to kind of get yeah. into their yeah get into their rhythm and everything so <laughs> i definitely agree so it, it's not great we may be sunsetting them and then um <laughs> what i was thinking too just as i am itching that's why we're doing these top fives we're going to be doing them today i'm itching to do some top fives again classic yeah. tiana rule i mean let's do the, <laughs> the hardcore way and so They're i fun. say we could start redoing those early episodes yeah. And actually make yeah, and like, boom, top five is back, basically. I don't remember how we landed on the rules of top five, but this last one, the Disney Moms, we started with our number ones to fight for who you really want at that's the top how we and then worked our way it. down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because at some point we did it backwards and it's like, that's great for, you know, suspense to reach to a number one. But yeah, really top down is is to build a better list. And it was fun. I the like the reason how, going how the opposite it. direction is best. And I'm sure you guys, you know, you realize that when you're doing with them as well is when you're podcasting and all of a sudden you realize like, oh, mine didn't get to number one. And so like, okay, yeah. it's going to be your number two then. But you got to, and we had a limit of two, the Tiana rule. Yeah. Where you yeah. could only put it up twice. So sometimes you were like, okay, I will make sure this gets to the list. So I'll let it drop to yeah. five. But then like yeah. let Halo beat out some indie game because yeah. I have to do it. And yeah. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about this, how, how passionate Daniel was when we were doing Disney Princesses. And he wanted yeah. that princess from Atlantis. I couldn't even tell you her oh, name. Oh, yeah. But he was oh, like, geez. guys, I won't be your friend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to walk out right now. He was so passionate in that conversation. Yeah. Um, oh, I was doing but the, the, that passion alone is evidence that it was a good character. And, so. and it was a great top five because of that passion, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, I, forgot about, I forgot about the Atlantis <laughs> princess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's like, guys, she's the best. She's the most powerful. It's like, that's not what this list is. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so um we're we're yeah. so just kind of a soft announcement on that too. We're gonna be doing more top fives. Obviously, this month we have three of them in a row, but we're gonna generally be doing more top fives. They're always just great episodes to be putting in. We might have a top five trophy coming soon too. Oh whoever wins in the top five will get to take it home. Oh, John, you up. sneaky bastard. Mm, I want to do them in the person pe- again too. That's the other thing. It, I don't know if you listened to the last recording, but it'll be called the Petty Petty D Trophy. Petty, oh, I mean, well, then I or know the, who mentioned pet, it, who brought it up, or the Petty D Award. I don't know. <laughs> Petty D, one or the oh, other. God, it's so many. Indica- yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you can decide what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and talk about. We're going to be going into Spawn. Spawn's adding three writers for their upcoming movie. McFarland announced this. Uh, we have Scott Silver, who did the Joker movie. He wrote for that. Malcolm Spellman, who did Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and the new Captain America movie. And then Matthew Mixon, who did uh, Yesterday Was Everything. I've never heard of that. Uh, all three have signed on to work on this reboot. You want to say something? I can feel it in you. These are all... Wait. <laughs> They're yeah. still figuring out writers for this exactly. movie? Exactly. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, where's the trailer? I'm so ready. I will so pre-order much. my ticket. I want to see it in theaters like next month. And they're still fucking writing this story. Come on, guys. I, I oh, my God. So I'm on the cruise, right? So I know yeah. I don't have internet, internet on the cruise. It's the best part of the cruise. <laughs> I come back and I see like a message on one day. Squeaks is like, Tom McFarlane says he's got an announcement tomorrow. Oh, shit. And then <laughs> ghosted afterwards. So I'm assuming he just cried in bed for a week. 
<laughs> I imagine yes. We were waiting for a trailer. We thought, yeah, here's the trailer. You know, oh, dude. Oh, to not even have riders for it. This thing's gonna be five years still. Ah, oh, that's so terrible. It sucks. Like who? Somebody else has to take the reins. Like, yeah. I'll give you two years. I want this out and released. Even two years is too long. Come on, one year. You can have this out by by Christmas or Make by Halloween of next too. year. It doesn't need to be big. It doesn't need to be blockbuster. That's not what Spawn's yeah. about. I mean, break it up into a miniseries. Miniseries Actually, are yeah. super hot, and yeah, I'm sure very lucrative. So, what are you holding on to? Let's do it. That reminds me, I want to talk about <sighs> real quick. Um, we'll talk about it in a sec. Actually, uh, yeah. So, th- I-, I cannot believe that they're finally now getting the writers for this. Spawn is such a badass story, and what they're doing in the comic books for Spawn, the best it's ever been. Now they have multiple Spawns. Gunslinger Spawn, right? Gunslinger's one of them. There's like King Spawn. There's a few things going on here. Yeah, and it's just so dope. Do you think if um, the Blade Blade is coming out with a movie, not a series, right? Movie, yeah, yeah. Do you think that one's that will change how Spawn goes? I I feel like those are very much in the same like world, the same realm. So if visually, Blade right, but does really good. Obviously, Spawn is image yeah, comics. Marvel, it, yeah. It's image, but yeah. And um Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and Blade is Marvel. Yeah. Um but but yeah, visually and everything like that. I mean, back in the nineties when these two came out, they very much felt the same, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Consumer wise, they look, you know, they're yeah, gonna be compared to each other. I don't know if they'll affect each other at all. What what do you what kind mm. of effect do you think is gonna happen? So I was thinking if if uh, if Blade doesn't do good in a movie, then maybe Spawn will decide to make a series instead of a movie or yeah. vice versa. If it does really good in a movie, then they'll double down like, OK, this is going to be hot. People want to see, you know, two and a half hours of this on screen. But uh, to me, they 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 kind of fit the same demographic, at least of people who are, are going to consume it. Yeah. And 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 the, the original idea, who knows what these writers are right is the fact that it's going to be actually from the lens of two cops that are out on the beat yeah. and they're dealing with a spawn going around. Um, yeah. That, I think, sounds like a really cool series where you're following yeah, these two it, cops the whole time. It would fit perfect for a series. Man. And HBO's already had dealings with them before. HBO, of course, is doing DC now. But HBO's already had a spawn series, an animated one. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't be hard for them to, to just go for it. And I think that they would be really embracing. They're, I mean, HBO needs a they win right now. Yeah. Other than Avenue Five, we're uh, both enjoying right now. Oh, Avenue Five. I just barely like dug into that and it is so good. House of Dragons, I'm really uh, loving yeah, right it's now. Just too. Outstanding, yeah. It's yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm hoping they're they're not struggling. HBO should be doing pretty good with, with that alone. But yeah, Avenue Five has been out for a while now and season two just barely started. Yeah. Uh I'm I'm like almost done with season one, I think. Um, or I probably just finished it, but Yeah, you you got like one more episode. Yeah, it's hilarious. If you have, if you guys haven't seen it yet, imagine the comedy and writing of Veep, which is very funny. Oh. You know, a little kind of slow. You have to pay attention. Sometimes dry or whatever. But the setting of first off being in space, but second being on the the cruise ship of Wally yeah. minus the you know obesity. But it's when the they axiom, first left, yeah. everyone's yeah the axiom. Everyone's happy and excited to be on a cruise in space and all that stuff. But just shit hits the fan constantly yeah <laughs> imagine this challenges of keeping people alive in space and then you know happy at a buffet in space like there's so much shit going on it's hilarious and josh Gad plays it. like basically the head of bnl <laughs> he plays yeah. judd and it's like oh, elon yeah. musk in space and so clueless and just like, oh, one of the best like, one-liners i mean some of the best elon one-liners. musk 12 year old son inherited his business <laughs> after he yeah. died like he has no sense and no doesn't know anything doesn't care he's just trying to be dumb and empowered i'll just give you a little bit of a spoiler for season two he's trying to pretend like he doesn't know about the journey's length oh wait that's a spoiler <laughs> a little bit for the season and a season one but anyways he doesn't know about the journey's length and so he's all he, he's like he's like at dinner with people and he's like this captain i don't know guys i'm just he, my name happens to be judd i'm not like owning the ship or like he keeps doing that and it's just oh it's just so funny he's josh gad is a wonderful actor but uh, <laughs> yes uh oh, yeah man. so when i was saying hbo is hurting i mean that the the warner brothers behind it they're oh, I see, you I know see. letting go to the projects it was announced this week that they're shuttering the uh cartoon network studio and oh, so yeah which you know samurai jack i mean dexter's right. lab so many freaking gems will some of these be able to be picked up by the networks you think well they're still oh so they're keeping the cartoon network brand and they're still gonna yeah. have all those shows so like they'll actually own all them still They'll be available on HBO. 
I want Disney to, to buy Samurai Jack. Yes. Yeah. And add it to the see. MCU. What the hell? Right. No, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> buy Samurai Jack and just, just continue from, I don't know, season four or five, whatever they made. Yeah. Start making more episodes. They have the money. They have the creativity. They have an amazing team. Disney's making so much good stuff right now. Like, let's make more Samurai Jack. I love it. Make it make yeah. a Samurai Jack universe and you can interlink other characters if you want to. I mean, James Baldwin, I think his name is James Baldwin, the one that does Uncle Iroh's voice after the passing, right? Oh, yep, he yep. does Samurai Jacks. He does the same thing. That's and, right. And uh, yeah. that guy on Twitter is amazing, by the way. Follow him. But um, yeah, I mean, you have and, and all the actors like ready to go. Avatar is now, Avatar Studios are under Disney, right? No, they're not. They actually started their own studios. And actually, they just hired, they just adopted another studio that's going to be working on an Avatar movie where all the Avatar kids are adults and doing adult oh adventures. Oh, God. There's a lot of, I've been gone for two weeks. There's a lot of things. I need to, I need to move to LA, Frank. I gotta, I gotta be, I gotta <laughs> well, be on then set. Then I'm still going to go to Disney. So, yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> I need to be on set. Like, I gotta be. Catching this news fresh from the director's mouth so I can be releasing Watching this kind of shit. Watching the animators draw Disney cell or, or Avatar cells, you know. <laughs> can I take a picture of that? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, get away. Yeah. Uh, Avatar Studios is in full force with three movies that are in development and stuff like that. It's just going to be all amazing. Oh, oh, and then take we have my money. By the way, I'm just going to throw more amazing at you because, of course, they just released three three panels from the Gargoyles comics. They look freaking amazing. They look like it's oh, the series man. continuing. That'd be great. And, and it's all about the three panels are all about I can't I think it's Maria or Mora. Um her and Goliath like is still in love and like kissing and stuff like that. Like, oh that's cool. Oh, I'm sorry really? the relationship's still working out. That's awesome. Jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's get back to uh yeah, spawn movie. That sucks. Um <laughs> speaking, by the way, Gangs of New York. I personally love Gangs of New York. I've watched it yeah. a good oh, fantastic 15 movie. times. Jonathan. People yeah. do not agree with us. What? They think it's horrible. They think it's Martin Scorsese's it, worst movie. Is it New Yorkers that maybe know more of the local history Screw than us that. or something? No, this is from the 1800s. It doesn't matter what they think. Right? It's a beautiful movie. I, I love it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm dumb and uneducated. I don't know. Yeah, well, but. <laughs> I mean, I, if I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just a simpleton that just thinks everybody's I mean, cool. But Bill the Butcher is one of the best damn characters ever written. Right? It's got a great cast. I oh, mean, my, phenomenal amazing. story. What, what's Full it missing? I don't get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I agree with you, Jonathan. Most people don't agree with us. But you know who, who still has faith in that project? Martin Scorsese, the guy who made it. Really? And you know yeah. what he's going to do? He's making a new series for it. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be so Susan's good. Susan's going to come so... home and you're going to be like, in bed, like I'm tired, honey. Avatar and Gangs yeah. of New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, so, that's going to be great. Yes. <laughs> And it's one of those things where when you oh, watch the movie, you're shit. like, you know what? This was meant to be a series. But at the time, we that didn't do be... big series like that. Uh, so it, I imagine it would have the same feel as Peaky Blinders, right? Yep. I mean, oh, time, time frame said <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my God. That's going to be so good. It's going to be Wait, amazing, so... man. <laughs> Where's this going to be at? How am I going to see it? I, probably, I think it's going to be probably HBO. It feels like an HBO budget. Oh, okay. Oh, man. As long as I have the streaming service, which I, I do. Honestly, I can already tell you, because I'm a huge fan of Games uh, in New York. I've seen it. I couldn't tell you how many times. I yeah. don't give a shit what streaming service has this. If, I don't ha if I'm not paying for it, I will be. That's true. I'll always get it for that. I mean, I think I've accessed all of them by now, too. Even yeah. Apple TV, even though I've never watched it, I have it somewhere. Oh, you should watch Severance on Apple, by the way. Severance? Severance. Apple TV. It's like eight episodes, and it is fantastic. Okay. It is okay. amazing acting. We've got, to, we've got to talk about it afterwards, John. We're, 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 <laughs> so many we're geeking out too hard on this one, man. Uh, uh, Gangs of New York in a series, though. That is freaking exciting. It's so perfect. So, all the actors from the original movie are, I mean, 10, 15 years older now. Are you, are any I, I haven't thought they're just recast at all. I think they'll probably have to oh, recast okay, okay. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Completely restart. One of my, um, God, that guy that like runs for sheriff, he, that, that actor's right now doing a lot of interviews because he's got a new movie coming out. But you remember this, uh -huh. the, the Irish guy that runs for sheriff that has the, the stick that he notches people that he keeps killing? Doom, doom, doom oh, on it. yeah. I yep. can't wait to see that dude in series form. That's yeah. gonna be such a big episode when he finally gets killed oh, and stuff. Like, oh shit! John C. <laughs> so, Riley plays the like corrupt cop. I mean, it's just such a good right. movie. Oh shit! Uh, he puts so his watch on this, the pole. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we have to make a list you know, let's of do good sloop actors about this. we want to see. Let's do sloop all, on Gangs of New York if you're down for that. That's a good idea. Okay. So before we do the sloop, try to think of actors you want to see in this new series. I'm gonna yes. try to make myself a list because 
I'm stoked about this. This yes. is going to be such a good show. Oh, man. Okay, I'm writing it down. Sloop gigs. By the way, guys, uh, all these She-Hulk sloops, they have been going... Um, I'm sorry, not the She-Hulk's one. All the, the House <laughs> of Dragons, and they've been deleted. All the House of Dragons sloops are going to go to our Patreon once the, the final episode comes up next week. Um, and I'm joined for the three-episode catcher-up that's going to be, that actually just aired yesterday. So you guys listening to this now just aired yesterday. That's with Thomas of the Joystick Show. Go check out Joystick. Great show. Great guys. Um, I'm, I love them. So uh, yeah, Gangs of New York. I'm writing that down. <laughs> All right. Nice. And we're going to go over, let's go ahead and jump into our headlines. We're going to speed through some of the latest news, which we've been doing. All right, first up in headlines, Moriarty and Lore joins Picard Season 3. Remember, Picard Season 3 also has the rest of the next-gen cast, pretty much. DC launches a new Ultra tier and adds 5,000 new comics from their side labels. That's DC Black, Vertigo, stuff like that. And gives you comics only one month after physical. That's a whole new low. Uh, James Earl Jones retires as Darth Vader. They are using AI to voice him now, and they already have used it in Obi-Wan Kenobi, so you guys didn't even notice it before, and they've already been using it. And lastly, Black Adam and Gotham Knights are both releasing this week. So we're going to review Black Adam, and we're going to try to review Gotham Knights, but right now I'm playing a lot of WoW. Any of these you want to make sure to visit? All of the above. They all sound amazing, but I mean, nothing specific we have to really tear into. But yeah. um, I, So the, the comic subscription you're talking about, too, I still, I don't know. It's just me being an old man. I want to read the paper comics. I want to yeah. collect and have full, complete collections of paper comics. I need to figure out how to do that without walking into the comic book store every yeah, week. Yeah, we got to set you up. I, one of these week weeks, it, you got to let me know that you got a Wednesday off. We're going to go and set you up with like a mail order Wednesday pull list. Kind yeah. Of yeah, because it's like, it's overwhelming. There's yeah. thousands of comics to choose from. And I want to read all of a series, you know, beginning to end. Even an older one, that's fine. But, you know, if you're trying to find something that's already finished, you have to kind of dig through old comics or maybe you can find some of them online. But I don't know. I feel... To detach from I would like for us to do more comic book content. You know, that's why we're trying to make sure to we try to showcase indie comics because they're a lot easier to jump in on. The passion yeah. is there. You know, um, generally indie comics are just like totally on par with Marvel and DC stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would say Jonathan, just pick one. I, I would suggest mm -hmm. Thor. I've suggested a few times, and and just start from I issue one and go. I know it sounds dumb too, because everybody's all. I mean, I love superhero movies. Yeah. I for some reason don't love superhero comics. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just not. I don't know my thing. I love Saga. I think that was one that you suggested too. Yeah. So Squeak I like that kind of drama. Before that, maybe space. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's always good. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll find something. Yeah. Good. Let me know one of these days. You got a Wednesday off? We'll head over there. I know it's hard for you to have a Wednesday off, but I'm just saying. I never we'll Wednesday set you off. Because <laughs> that's when the new comics come out. Is on every Wednesday. We could actually go yeah. on the weekend out when thinking about it. Duh. We can go on the weekend. We'll just set you up with a Wednesday pool list. Whatever. All right. Um, Sounds good. That'll be good. Moriarty and Lore joining Picard season three. This Picard season three yeah. might be amazing. I'm not sure. I'm so excited. I mean, I love Picard. I, I, so we briefly touched on, maybe we could hint at now that Trek freaks might be changing a little bit in the future. I would love that. I love all the new Star Trek that's going on, but especially Picard. It's such a good series. Um, so I want to be able to talk about it, but we don't really have a good outlet to talk about it very much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't wait for the new new season. I love that they're bringing back all the you know next gen cast pretty much. I don't know who's not coming back actually. Uh, yeah, I think it's just Wesley, and I mean, there's there's definitely people not coming back, but and he's he's somewhere. He's on I think Discovery, right? He's on he's everything somewhere. outside of Trek. So he has his own show. You guys got to check it out. Uh, the ready yeah. room where he talks about he does Trek freaks, <laughs> uh, but he does it after the new episodes. So when, when like Strange New Worlds, a new episode comes out, you watch Ready Room right afterwards on Paramount Plus, and it's him talking to the cast. It's you know talking dead. Yeah, I think he was on one of them too as like a super entity because he became oh, okay. a god creature after that yeah. that time that space travel thing he did. Anyways, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to clarify all the Trek freaks hint. This is something that's distant and stuff like that. But generally, the general idea is that we're going to start bringing in some more of the modern stuff, mixing it in. Just so, I just want to yeah. throw that out there so that it's kind of clarified. <laughs> Not that it's like yeah. a drastic change in any way. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, we're going to go into our top five 80s horror films. And then after that, we're going to be doing uh, our two indie spotlights for the week. Uh, but John, let's go ahead and get into our top five horror films.
All right, so what we're doing here, this is our top five. This is the Geek Freaks official top five 80s and below horror films because some of these movies are a little bit older. Um, we're going to go from five to one on this list. And I'm going to press preface that for everybody listening, there's going to be so many things that are not on this list. <laughs> 80s is some of the most classic. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot out a couple that are not on the list, this list just because I know people are going to be mad at this. Jonathan, have you seen Alien or Aliens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, well, I think I've seen the original Alien. Yeah. I mean, many moons ago. Aliens, yeah. the sequel, is even better. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Not on the list. Evil Dead 1 uh, and 2 are not on our list. Yeah, and that I, I know I've heard of that. I've never seen Evil Dead, but I've heard people reference it many a times. I know it's super popular. Oh, it's, yeah, it's got a huge cult following on that one. The mm-hmm. Thing, not on our yeah. list. Oh my goodness. I know, right? And that's like one of it's, the most iconic body horror horrors ever. Not on our list. must be a pretty hot list. Uh, well, you know what? It. I'm just going to throw it out there. People are not going to be happy. So I want to get some <laughs> of these names out there now. All right, let's go with number five on our list. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh man, that's a classic. It's a classic. Freddy Krueger, he brought humor into horror in a yeah. really like fun, scary, spooky way. Uh, I think it's just really well done. It's a thing where like you... He he burns in a, he dies in a fire. So normally you're like, oh, I'm sympathetic, but like, oh yeah, but he's also an asshole to kids and I think a pedophile. So yeah, no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't feel that bad. And the fact that and, he, and it's a it's a major psychological thriller, right? Yes. Because this can all apply to everybody. It's not somebody being followed in the woods and stabbed with a knife, but the battle is being waged in your own brain, right? In, in your dreams. own nightmares. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like it's a kind of a wicked twist. I'm sure it might have been done before in horror movies, but I mean, this was the first one that really, you know, made a name for itself in that way, I think. Yeah. And I, I always like that. It's kind of with the thing as well, where you don't know who to trust, you know, it adds that extra um, psychological thriller to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, you just straight up have them with those knife hands like those knife hands. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had a gloves with the knife hands on it. Everybody had. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Those are so inefficient, though. If you're a murderer, you want to be able to set down your weapon when you're not using it. Well, and I think if I remember correctly, right. he was using them for like hedging. And I'm like, how would you use those for hedging? Yeah. And honestly, though, I mean, I, I don't remember the details in the movie, but were, were those things that he wore in the real world or was that part of his nightmare? Like that was a scary no, I think costume. He wore the, that... I think he died with them on his hands. Those are part of the real world, I'm pretty sure. He had that oh, cool sweater. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. He's Edward Scissorhands in the world. Yeah, but he's like, he's even more emo than Edward Scissorhands. He's yeah. like real punk. Yeah, uh, he's half scissors. Yeah, um, it's terrible. It was it was a classic movie. Um, I mean, it's just one of my all time favorites. It's really good. Next up, my number four. This is gonna throw you guys off. Little Shop of Horrors, and this scared mm. the hell out of me. It, did you watch any of this? Uh, I think I seen it as a kid. I don't just don't remember. I remember seeing like the the big Venus flytrap and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that was a long time ago. So it has uh, some pretty crazy scenes somewhere. Um, there's a dentist scene that's, of course, famous with Steve Martin and, and um, uh, Bill Murray, where Steve Martin like gets off on punishing people through dentistry, and or Bill Murray does. <laughs> and it's like it's so creepy and weird, um, and it's just like an offhanded thing. The feed me Fillmore, uh, Fillmore or whatever, Seymour. Uh, that's it. Um, was such an iconic line, and just. The tone of this movie, there's music and stuff like that in there, but the tone is really so dark and foreboding that like the ever present plant scares the hell out of you when you're watching it. As a kid, I will say, because I watched it as a kid. I was born in 85, so I was pretty young when I was watching these guys. And our parents, <laughs> John, and our parents, oh, our yeah. mom was on board with us watching horror films. That's so funny. I didn't realize other people weren't. I love yeah. horror movies, and my wife is like, oh my God, how can you watch this? This is so scary. Like a, a trailer. We'll give her nightmares. And, and like, wasn't that part of your childhood? Like, yeah. didn't you watch horror movies like as a family? Wasn't that a family friendly thing? And no, apparently not. I guess that's not very common. It was definitely with us. When we watch movies together, horror movies as kids, a huge part of it was trying to figure out the best time to scare one of each other. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, that's best target, that. our dad, who did not care for horror movies and still to this day doesn't care for horror movies, but we would try to scare him <laughs> as much as we can. And you're just like, Ooh, yeah. you know, and just try to mess with somebody. <laughs> Jump out. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, jeez. Little Shop of Horrors is number four. Number three, The Shining. Uh, oh, yep. That's such a good movie. Can you talk to it a little bit? What do you think about it? I mean, it, it's a classic. It's been, it's been parodied in everything. 
uh i know i mean at the time it was like groundbreaking yeah um it's just i mean i it's the it's a bit parodied. You see the the scenes of it replayed over and over again. Uh, yeah, it's just such Jack a good. Nicholson's I mean, descent into madness. I love the ma- the best. Like what? Just perfect acting. He just yeah. slips and slips and slips more and more. And then like when he's with the bartender and stuff like that, it's just like, oh, dude, you're losing it. And I, I hear it referenced a lot in like in like uh, directing and and filmmaking yeah. sense that there's so much that they started trying in that movie that had never been done before. It's- a couple things to re- reference. First off, he would have them do um, it's Kubrick or Kubrick or whatever that did that movie. He'd have them do like two hundred takes just to yeah. break them. He was he was <laughs> trying to screw up the actors. So he all the two hundred take you're sitting there delirious and like, you know, makes for a dull boy blah 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 blah. You're actually in the state where the the character would be at this point. Yeah, that's you're going insane. <laughs> yeah, that's the take he want. He had somebody actually write up those pages and stuff like that. He. Oh my god, I can't remember her name. That's so I feel so bad. She actually quit acting the for a while actress. afterwards. But the actress in it, the mom, uh, he purposely wouldn't tell her that Jack Nicholson was going to be back behind the door with an axe or something like that, just to get the actual fear out of her. And so, Jeez. like, it, it drove her away from acting for a while. So that means it wasn't good. I'm saying it's not good yeah. that he did that. Unhealthy. It's yeah. unhealthy that he did that. But the movie is fantastic because of it. <laughs> <laughs> right. At least, at least you know. It, though she had to suffer, at least we can enjoy the fact that she, her uh, reaction was very authentic and it was captured yeah. at the time. And the hotel, too. What a character the hotel played itself, right? The carpet's iconic. Mm. Uh, just, again, that yeah. bar scene with the ghost bartender and stuff like that. So amazing. You remember so many details of a movie that I've seen in like <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> I drink and I know oh, things. That's, that's what I do. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> number two, the reason that's 80s and below for sure is Night of the Living Dead. We actually did a sloop about this, so you guys can listen to the sloop. Um, I think it's it's one of the, it's behind the paywall, but it's worth checking out. With, now, Night of the Living Dead, that was the first zombie movie, yep. right? First big the, zombie movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. It that, set up every trope, and I love watching yeah. this movie because first off, the story, everything about this movie still holds up. The zombies still look scary. They're not, you know, they look, you know, scary for the day, especially. Um, yeah. the story is still very good about a, a group of people who are all strangers get stuck in a house and zombies are all around them. Um, but it says it sets up all the tropes. It sets up all the rules for zombies, shooting them in the head, uh, fire, the fact they eat people, all these things are made up in this. It has a black protagonist that is straight up just a hero and it doesn't have to do with anything else except for he's just, he happens to be black in the movie. Like in the fifties or whatever, when this thing came out, that's unheard of. Yeah. such a freaking good movie i think i have that on i think i have that on dvd too i'm not gonna spoil like the a, ending now that i'm thinking about it the ending is like so well written it would be written today and yeah. you kind of see it coming because you know they didn't they didn't like you you're doing star you're doing star trek right now you know how it is like sometimes they foretell the ending a little too easy yeah but um uh, it's so well written that you're like shit that's exactly how it would go down it's so perfect <laughs> All right, uh, and then before we get to our number one, let's talk about a couple that are not on the list. We have Christine that's not on the mm-hmm. list. See, I've uh, that's another one. I've never seen it, but I've seen it parodied so many times, especially we briefly mentioned earlier too, Futurama. Yeah. They do a full episode about this this movie where, you know, Christine is a car comes to life and is killing people. Um, but it's just such a, a good concept, like such an interesting concept and it makes it for a, kind of a hilarious or fun or thrilling horror movie uh i love it it's great well the key with christine too is it's about a nerdy kid who's being picked on and finds solace Mm -hmm. in his car who happens to just be a badass car that's haunted um and so (laughs) that's it's also this the the side story to this thing that's really cool is this nerdy kid who's now taking out revenge on all the jocks and how he's like Mm -hmm. lost it and it's like it kind of reminds me of um carrie like carrie's got a whole other subplot too but but the idea of like you guys push them beyond, so it's almost your fault you created this monster, and so it's a little bit of a warning tale on that. That's a dangerous message. It's a dangerous message, but it's kind of like be careful how far you push people; you might break yeah. them. You know, yeah, and especially true. in the '80s when we didn't have the, you know, Christine is kind of like compared to what people actually do nowadays. Um, yeah, yeah, they don't send their killer cars. Yeah, two classics that are not on our list that are now modern projects and being remade. Child's Play and Hellraiser. Hellraiser is a brand new one on on Hulu right now. Child's Play would have been on my list. You're saying they're remaking that right now? There's a series, season two, 
is coming out right now. It's, Wait, so there's a season one of a new Child's Play yep, series that's yep, out? And it's legit. It's good. What? Where's it at? What, how, how have you seen it? Uh, AMC, I think it is. I think it's AMC. I, I don't remember. Oh. I'll, have to, I'll have to check. Oh, I don't think I have AMC. Yeah, then the, if it's on AMC, generally it'll eventually get to Hulu. AMC's doing this thing now where okay. they're starting their own streaming service, and they're like, hey, we have Walking Dead, and that's like the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Walking Dead streaming service. Yeah. It's like, we also have Breaking Bad, but that's also a Netflix, so shoot. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. man, okay. I'll have to watch that when it comes to Hulu, at least. Child's Play's good. I, you know what I forgot, too? Children of the Corn, also very good. Oh, God. was So, um, we briefly talked about it, and I'm like, at some point, we definitely got to do top five. Top five Stephen King movies. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, probably 50 I don't know or so. Children of the Corner is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Children of the Corner is Stephen oh, wow. King. Yeah, that's what made me just think of it now because it was, uh, I'd seen, like, I was going through lists of top of, of horror movies and saw that. And I was like, oh man, that was such a good movie. It, to me, I, I mean, there's so many good Stephen King movies, especially horror movies, but they could be redone right now. That would be such a great movie to do a remake of. I would love to see that right now. I'll see that and I'll raise you a Lang Layers. Oh, Nowadays shit. with the technology, the 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 uh, CGI that we have, Lang Layers would be way yeah. better. Yeah. Oh, the CGI was terrible back then. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's made for TV, so yeah. it's like extra extra oh, bad. Man. But that 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 like when they're in an empty airport, like just that creepiness. Yeah. That's gonna be that's in the nineties. Yeah. Our next top five is is horror films from the nineties, and that might be in there. Yeah. And it's like the world is pretty much being eaten around them. So they have to find a way to get away. And you know, they just like barely escape in times like shit. Where are we going to land? There's no more yeah. earth because it's been eaten by these monsters. It's crazy. And there's that blind girl who can kind of like hear them better than anybody else. She's warning them like there's yeah. something coming. And what it is, yeah. is it's every yesterday gets consumed by these lingo layers. that keeps like every day they consume the world every time. And these yeah. guys accidentally slipped into yesterday. That's freaking cool. Stephen King, man. I actually just just got his audiobook, uh, The Stand, which is 44 hours. Jeez. Yeah. And I also got his brand new book called Fairy Tale. And what's interesting mm-hmm. is he he wrote it in the pandemic. He's like, it was a pandemic, and I just wanted to write something a little bit happier. So it's like actually just a, a like a nice story that he wrote, like yeah. a young adult novel kind of thing. So I'll check that out yeah. and let you guys know how that is. Nice. All right, let's go to my number one and also has a new movie out for it, Halloween. Uh-oh. Oh man! The classic music. I'm gonna put it in right here, and editor Frank's gonna be mad about it. So classic. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, had a bit of a crush yeah. on her in the first movie. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, how, how many movies do they have out now? Like seven or eight? Oh, there's, there's, yeah, at least there's at least, yeah, there's a ton man. of them. But um, it's just so freaking good. And the newer ones are good. They kind of remind me of 80s movies in a way, which is nice. It's what I want. Um, yeah. And they're worth the watch. And they're free on Peacock. So just watch Peacock. They're on there. Yeah. I'm, I'm saving I'm saving the new one that just came out for Halloween Day. That and Werewolf Why Not, I'm saving for Halloween Day. That'll be my thing. I hand out candy and watch good movies. That's what I do. Halloween's so good. What do you think about that movie? What were some of the things you remember the most? Um, the suspense. It was all... Yep. I mean, it's not gory so much or... It's it's Jaws, you know, on Earth. It's yeah. all kind of you don't see uh, Mike Myers very much, but you know he's coming, and it's just that kind of right there. anxiety. The key, the fact yeah. that he just keeps coming, like he's just he yeah. walks slow and he just is not stopping, and that that, that yeah. anxiety it almost makes you like, oh, I don't like <laughs> this, you know. And it's just yeah, a kitchen knife. That, he's using just a damn kitchen knife the entire time. Yeah, it could be a number two pencil. It doesn't matter. He's gonna be there behind you with whatever yeah. he can find. It's like. Oh shit! It's fucking scary. Yeah. Halloween, my number one. Uh, music, the villain, the best. Yeah. It's actually, uh, James Kirk uh, mask he's wearing that they painted white. So, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is. It is great. And I'll, I'll even throw out the side suggestion. There's a TikTok out of a dad who does this thing where he just randomly dresses as as Mike Myers and like goes to the barbecue. Or one of my favorite episodes <laughs> is their their camping. And he he didn't tell his wife that he's going to do the Mike Myers thing. And so he just leaves the camp trailer as Mike Myers. And she's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> she's so pissed at him. And he gets on a bicycle and just starts riding around the camp, like to the other trailers and stuff. She's like, can you get inside? You're embarrassing me. That's just great. Oh, it's so good. Um, oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. So did they ever explain why he doesn't die? Because, I mean, they burned him. They cut yeah. off his head. I mean, there are. <laughs> um, no, they, they don't really explain it much. Uh, 
they don't really explain like his fireproof abilities because that's totally a thing. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they don't really explain it. I know for like for like Jason, Friday the 13th, there's a whole backstory where he's like gone to hell and he's come back and there's this girl who has psychic powers. Like it's a whole crazy story. But for Mike Myers, it's not quite as clear on why he's able to survive so many hits. They just go to the next movie. Well, he's still alive. Check it out. This The last Halloween movie that came out that's still relatively new is like 20, 2019 or whatever. We reviewed it on the podcast, me and Squeaks. And um, yeah. the entire time, it's just like, he's not dead. I'm, I'm telling you guys, you have to remove limbs and put them in different planets. Like, he's not dead yet. And sure enough, it's this thing where it's like, everybody celebrating he's dead. It's like, oh, these people are all going to die. Right. Ah, you know, it'd be good to see in, in er, like the beginning of, of each of his movies, if you saw it, but didn't, if it wasn't really explained until later, kind of an Easter egg or something like that. If you see somebody in the, in the graveyard digging yeah. and a different, different looking man every time. So you find out later that his spirit possesses a different person, a different, you know, physically fit man every, every time. And he's actually digging to bring up the mask to put it back on. Oh, yeah. And now he assumes that, that, Persona, like it's the mask that's on that's actually the villain or something like that or or like, yeah i mean he's possessed but he wants to put on that same mask every time oh that's yeah so he possesses a different body for each movie that'd be cool like fallen Ooh, yeah. that's but you don't too. you don't see nothing you just happen to you know pan drive past a a cemetery and there's a guy digging or something like that until like you know three or four movies in then you realize like oh shit that's he keeps just coming back in a different yeah. body as I'm making this list, though, there's all kinds of like 90s movies that I'm excited for. That's gonna be next week, guys. We're yeah. gonna do 90s horror films. And there's a but I just said fallen, and that's definitely like, ooh, that's high up there. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. There's so many good. I mean, yeah, 80s and 90s. It was like there's so many good movies, period, in the 80s and 90s, but especially horror well, movies. Well, the key is that they change over time. So, like in the 80s, definitely slasher films, right? In the 90s, we got to this other thing where they they amped up the psychological horror stuff. And yeah. and yeah, yeah. the scale, everything's a lot bigger. It's ensemble cast now. Think of like Final Destination. It's all about the ensemble. And it. Yeah. It's, by the way, 1990. Yeah. But yeah, it's a group of people, yeah. not just the one person being hunted down. Um, yeah. And so the 90s is different. And then you talk about modern horror, which we're going to go from like 2000 and up, which I think is 13 Ghosts, by the way. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> which could like that be number one. But you also have Heredity. <laughs> you also have the new It, you know. And, and it's just yeah. like, what can we do with visual effects? Because we have them now. And so you really yeah. get some some crazy stuff. Jeez, it's crazy. All right, guys, we're going to be going over to our two indie corner reviews, um, and then we'll we'll close the show with you in just a moment. For this week's indie corner, there are two products I want you guys to take a look at. First, we have Bigsby Grant Private Eye. This is going to be a fun story, guys. It's an eighty-page original comic. Uh, this is done by Patrick Coyle, and it's a mummy detective basically hunting down a werewolf loose in what looks like New York. And uh, there's zombies, there's all these classic tropes of horror films. It seems like a really good time to pick up this project, right? We got the uh, Halloween around the corner. Patrick himself is inspired by some many classics that I like as a kid as well. We have The Spirit, you guys remember The Spirit, right? Indiana Jones, the comic books, which were just, those are really good, and The Shadow. And we're talking about like the inspiration for Batman, those old detective noirs that that embraced the spiritual kind of cosmic, um, you know, mummies <laughs> side of things. So you really, you can't lose in this comic. That's Patrick Cole's Bigsby Grant Private Eye. Please check that out. It's going to be live today. I'm going to go and put the link on it so you guys can check that comic book out. The other indie project I want to make sure you guys take a look at is going to be Yuma Will Burn by Ty Abbott. You guys might recognize the name Ty Abbott. We've worked with him in the past, interviewed him twice now for his past game, RD Mars. This is the third game he's developed. I think it's third, maybe fourth. Uh, but Yuma Will Burn, guys, uh, I am immensely impressed with the pro progression in Ty's skills. He is such a better developer today than he was yesterday. Uh, this story follows a character that falls into a pit that uh, is a pit where they put all their criminals. This giant, almost endless pit is what it looks like, right? This guy gets to the bottom of the pit and realizes there's a, a people living here. There are ruthless criminals. There are um, those who are just trying to survive but are also giving up a little bit. And there's even a man who started a civilization that is barely surviving. Now, what you're trying to do in this game is just survive. But you have three things you have to worry about. Your hope, your hunger, and your life. And here's the real hard part, guys. If you die, you start the game over. And I'm telling you right now, this is hardcore. Because if you die, it deletes your save files. 
Though there's no Skyrim saving before you enter a cave, no, if you die, you start the game over. Simple as that. That makes every choice and decision you make extremely important. There, there is a lot of like platforming and stuff like that in there, but the main thing that's going to affect your health, I think, in my opinion, is going to be the decisions you make. Do you trust a person who approaches you, or are you cautious? And in being cautious, are you inviting an attack? It's up to you to find out. Ty Abbott's Yuma Will Burn is currently in demo form. You guys can go to Steam, add it to your wishlist, or just check out the demo. It's super fun. It's like 20 minutes. I totally lost track of time immediately. <laughs> it's that good of a story. And I, I just got to tell Ty, I've told him already on Instagram, but if he's listening to this, dude, I cannot believe how good you are at this at developing now. You've really upped your game. And I'm happy to be uh, somebody who's following along with your work. It's great work, man. All right, Jaldon, that's it for us this week. Uh, this has been a great week. Any recommendations before we head out? Uh, Avenue 5, we talked Avenue about 5, it earlier. Yeah. I've been watching that lately. Uh, it's such a good show. Season 2 just started. Uh, check it out. It's it's a great kind of comedy in space, if, if you're interested in that. Uh, the, it was the makers of Veep, right? Makers of Veep, yep. Yep. Yeah, and we're, we're watching it on HBO, so if you haven't seen that, check it out on HBO Max. Yep. Uh, I've also been playing Raft. I mean, I know it's not a very new game but it's entertaining for me yeah. so check out rap are you playing it you're playing it on the pc or, or are you doing the steam deck i tried it on the steam it deck it was hard it. because i had to reassign all the controls yeah. it was one of the games that hasn't been optimized optimized yeah. for it yet and i'm too dumb to assign the controls right so i kept dying I, uh, so yeah, i gave I, up on my, it my steam deck is now an emulator machine and playing it like a yeah, champ <laughs> I, I, I was everything. on the cruise playing some some steam deck on there ended up being a yeah. beating a kirby game I, i've been playing a lot of game boy advance games on it so nice. it's been a lot of fun uh but yeah Man. great recommendations guys go check them out and we have a new interview coming up pretty soon with star finale and i'm excited for the guest you guys are gonna like the guest we've had them on before one of my favorites you know what i'm gonna start right now probably my favorite check that out guys all right we'll see you next week bye bye